Welcome back to another episode of the Sweet Shots Podcast. Lucas Johnson alongside Mark Johnson and Chuck Johnson. We got a great show lined up for you today. Uh, maybe one of our bigger bigger hitters. But on the line, we have uh, the recent North Dakota Open champ, Mr. Andre Metzger. Um, and I believe we were talking right before we gave you a call, Andre. We think you're the first four-time winner of the North Dakota Open. So this is big for us. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank, thanks for having me, man. That was uh, in the back of my mind. Uh, you know, I always kind of want to do things that nobody had done before. And uh, it really was in the back of my mind where other years I just wanted my parking spot. This year I wanted to do something bigger and better. That is true. I mean, that parking spot is highly coveted in Fargo Country Club. That parking lot fills up quick North Dakota open time. It sure does, man. That parking spot is valuable. I even told Mikey before the deal, I was like, I'm going to come get my parking spot back. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's as coveted as the, uh, the uh, Bobcat uh, contract for, for uh, your, your corn ferry uh, option. Uh, Andre, this is Mark. I um, had the opportunity. I've been running that event for the last 17 years and you've played in that event uh, probably more, more than 50% of, of, of those that I've run. You're a class act. You're always gracious with the amateurs that you play with. And to have that presence and that understanding that it was uh, to do something nobody's done before for a uh, time winner. Um, walk us through it. Why, why, do you, why do you have that success at Fargo Country Club? What, what do you think your game or how do you manage yourself around that golf course that, that has given you that success there? Yeah, you know, that. Well, might have quite a bit where in generally I'm a pretty straight hitter. Uh, but if I'm going to move the ball, I want to move it big. And it requires you to move the ball big time. You know, obviously that cut shot is a requirement. And I've got a pretty good big cut shot. I don't have a great little cut shot. Uh, my eye off the tee with that uh, that big cut shot that you, at least five times in the round. There you go. And Andre, what we kind of lost you there for a little bit on that first half. What what was the the point on the first half? I like the big cut move because that's a, that is important out there. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, my I'm I'm in uh, Bolin, South Dakota right now. I'm <laughs> Yankton, so I uh, no man's land. Just but, uh, fine. You know, I really don't know why exactly Fargo fits my eye. Uh, the fact that the greens are fast uh, plays into somebody that makes a lot of putts like me. Um, and the fact that uh, you have to have that, you have to move. And that, that plays into my game because I'm a pretty straight hitter. So as long as I can turn it big one way or the other, that plays into my game. For sure. And yeah, that, that golf course, Fargo Country Club, I, I know growing up around there, that was kind of the reason I started hitting that fade because it doesn't really give you a drawer's option around there. So being able to move it big one way, that uh, that for sure helps. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, you got hole two, a big old cut, and definitely a high. Yep. That same exact shot, you hit it multiple times, but you got two, you got nine, um, you it, Really, even uh, seven. You got two, seven, nine, ten, uh, thirteen, and sixteen. Really, yeah. So all those you need that big cut, and then you have, in my opinion, you have to have the draw on uh, seventeen and um, and. Yeah, there's a there's a few kind of requires sorry, yeah five. requires a few of those shots. Uh, now, are you around Fargo? Are you a are you a bomber? Are you just pull driver everywhere? And I mean, like you said, you hit it straight enough. So is that like a driver everywhere course for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I hit driver often, but it's amazing. I you know I just keep getting longer as age goes. Uh, I know technology. You know, everybody to some degree is not getting longer. But for me, if you look at my career, I've I've gotten quite a bit longer as I've gotten older. It, it's, it's obnoxiously longer. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm still keeping young guys, which is incredible. 
That's yeah, and and that uh, that's been evident by your success. I want to pivot a little bit. We only have Andre for a short period of time. He's got to get ready to play another tournament. Yeah. So I, I love that. So we won't keep you too long, Andre. But um, pivoting to your success with uh, playing in some PGA Tour events, I I mentioned to you early in the week. I, I said you for a brief time. I mean, you were the media darling at this year's Waste Management. Uh, you had more FaceTime than uh, Brandon Chambly for a while on the Golf Channel. It was really. <laughs> Really fun. Uh, talk us through that experience. So I mean, it's a tough Monday qualifier, tough event to get in, and you, and you did it. And can you just walk us through that experience and qualifying for that, what it was like being that focus of the media, and then what that event was like for you? Yeah, you know, uh, as far as the qualifier goes, I've done it for years. It's the toughest PJ event to qualify for. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, but I, my wife... To McCormick Ranch, I um, I used to play out there all the time. So I've known the course for a long time. Uh, they tricked up the pins this year, um, which kind of played in my favor because what a lot of guys don't realize is if they have these pins near the fall-off and you go for the putt, it's probably going to roll about 10 feet by, and you'll have some kind of double breaker coming back. But what I've learned is, that double breaker is always straight as long as the speed's good. Mm. So I was I, I was able to make the, uh, the three par putts um, that I think was the difference. And so that's what got me through there. Um, as far as the golf channel, that was just a lot of fun. I, I Randomly, they wanted me to come up last minute. So I ran up and, uh, you know, just kind of went up there and just, uh, shot the crap with them, you know, had some fun, and uh, all of a sudden, everybody was a high praise. I couldn't really believe it, you know, but uh, for me, I guess I enjoy talking and, and talk a lot, so it didn't seem like that hard of a work, um, but I got a lot of praise for that, so I'm very appreciative, and then uh, as far as the tournament goes, um, you know, everybody would think the 16 would be the one that uh, takes, you know, gets you all nervous and everything. But honestly, the shot that is the most difficult out there, in my opinion, definitely being a first timer, it's number 10, that tee box, you know, you yeah. got, you got fans that are 20 deep right there all around you. And then you've got guys straight over your head, right above you. And a lot of them. So, uh, <laughs> I thought that was actually, the, I thought that was actually the, the most difficult shot for me both days was just that tee shot as far as nerves. Um, you know, I was counting on nerves for 16. And so I had 180 the first day. I had 188 into the wind. And I tried eight iron thinking, you know, I'm going to be nervous and just, Juiced you know, up. just nuke this eight iron. Yeah. And uh, I did nuke it. I mean, uh, Jimmy Walker had six iron there and I had eight, you know, so. Uh, but it didn't get, it did not get all the way back there. So I got booed for a three pot. <laughs> I mean, that's an experience in and of itself right there. I mean, you're, you're getting booed yeah. on 16. That's, uh, yeah, I, honestly, I was booing myself. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I was sure, I made sure the crowd got going on that that's one. That's good. That's funny. So that's something I always wondered, you know, going into 16, I had the uh, fortune of playing it in, uh, in high school, just as they were taking it down. And, you know, you always fake pump up the crowd. Is that something that you did before your shot where you're like, okay, I got to get the crowd pumped up. I don't want anyone, any drunk guy screaming in back of my swing. I'm just going to get them as loud as they can. <laughs> so nobody screams in, you know, is that a, is that a strategy going into it? Or is it just, I'm going to hit the shot. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know, I, I wouldn't say that was my strategy. You know, honestly, there was a lot of, uh, you know, there's just so much constant noise yeah. that it's it, you really don't notice, you know, one thing or the other. I had uh, each day, you know, I'd have two or three buddies that were out there that knew me, uh, would try and heckle me. And I, I, I could pick out, you know, them because they, uh, they gave max effort to make sure I, got, I could <laughs> hear them. That's and, great. So, so that was fun. But, you know, honestly, I, you know, I anticipate a little extra adrenaline um, and it just didn't come up on me. I, you know, if I had possibly tried to pump up the crowd, maybe I could have created adrenaline in me, but uh, you know, 
doing what I've done for years and with how many wins I have, you know, I've learned really well on how to just calm the nerves or really just try and calm the whole system, you know, obviously through breathing and, and very simple thoughts. Um, so I, you know, I kept myself calm and still anticipated adrenaline. It just didn't really work out that way. Yeah, it is. I mean, to, to keep yourself calm in, in that scenario is equally as impressive as, as getting there, you know, re- realistically, that's pretty cool. Andre, where, where are you at now this, with the remainder of the summer and going into the fall now that, uh, you know, Bobcat does, uh, pay for, uh, corn ferry, uh, qualifying. What, what's your plan for the fall and, and get ready for, for the next, uh, next opportunity. Yeah. You know, um, you know, my next real opportunity. So I've got the Hillcrest lady pro-am today. Uh, it's just a one day event. I'm basically using it as a, uh, a practice round, but I, I still think the winner gets like five grand. So it's a great deal. Um, I'm going to get to hang out with my wife today. That'll be great. Um, and then I've got Hillcrest this weekend and, um, and so that's, that's a big event. It's, it's one that I've wanted to the, to the highest levels. You know, I've actually dreamed over and over winning that one. Um, a long time ago, I told my wife, I wasn't ready to move on to the next level till I won that event. But I also thought I was going to win that event that year. So, you know, it was a good lesson to watch the words that come out of your mouth. Uh, because once they're out there, they're out there. Um, that, that saying has haunted me over the years. So I'm more in a battle to just get rid of that, that internal deal that I've created. Um, more than the money, more than anything else, just to get that monkey off my back, which are the most difficult things to do. Uh, and then I've got, uh, then I got Q school in October. So that's my next opportunity to test out the things that I've kind of learned about uh, why I think I'm struggling at the next level. Um, you know, I'm putting extra pressure. I basically got to start all over in the sense of how I learned to uh, be successful at the mini tour level. I've got to re-implement that. It's not like uh, I'm going in like, hey, I'm this guy that's won 40 plus times. Um, I'm already ready to go. You know, I, I, I can't, I've kind of taken that approach and it hasn't worked, worked yet. Uh, so I'm, I, I need to switch to more of an approach where, hey, I'm it's back to square one. Uh, let's relearn how to compete at the highest levels. And, uh, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, you know, if you look at my season uh, this year, minus the Phoenix Open, minus the last two Corn Ferry events, I've really had a lot of success uh, this summer. So I understand what how to do what I do right now on the mini tour level, but, uh, my game and, uh, my potential is ready to move on to the next level. That's really exciting stuff there. Uh, Andre, that's, uh, definitely something I think we're going to be keeping an eye on watching you, cheering you on from here. And it's, uh, you know, inspirational stuff really. And looking at your success and then also goes to tell a story of just, uh, the, the path that some of these guys are on and, and how long a path and, and what it takes and, um, you know, it's, it's always fun. And we were talking about before it, I was growing up at Fargo country club, watching you dominate out there. And so to, to watch you keep battling and, and keep performing the way you do is, is a ton of fun on, on our end. So, you know, well, Andre, super appreciate it. sorry, Andre to interrupt Mark again, you and Lucas have something in common. You both shot 73 on Sunday. You tied a great player and I'll then take it. I mentioned this, Andre, and thank you for coming on the podcast, but you might be thanking us because uh, after Hoagie was on the podcast, what happened, LJ? Well, he won his won his first event. Yeah, he did. He, he won after that. And then Amy Olson had a great stretch after she was That's on right. the podcast. That's so, right. Andre, we're sending you with some good vibes for being on the show. We appreciate that. I'll take all I can. I really appreciate the time, man. I love talking to you guys, and uh, this, this is great, man. I'm excited. Well, let's do it again. We'll catch up with you if you don't mind. I might bug you down the road, but uh, we'll be keep watching you do it hole by hole, fairways and greens. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I love being bugged, so please bug me anytime you want.
All right. Thanks so much, Andre. That's uh, Andre Metzger, four-time North Dakota Open champ, 2023 North Dakota Open champ. Uh, Best of luck down the road, Andre. And uh, yeah, we'll hope to talk to you soon. Good luck. Yeah, thanks, guys. Have a great day. You You too. too. See ya. So that's uh, Andre Metzger. Uh, What a guy. And what a guy, really. Honestly, uh, like I kind of touched on, I grew up watching him around uh, around Fargo Country Club. And so to, to kind of see it come full circle that way, and boy, does he got uh, the game to do it, I think, moving forward. So best of luck to him uh, down the road in, in South Dakota. That's uh, You could tell he was middle of nowhere a couple, for yeah, a couple cut minutes. Cut out a little, bit, a little bit, so we'll, we'll, we'll fill in. How old of a guy? That's What'd a good question. What'd you guess? It seems like a question we could have asked. Man, I, I think I knew that. I'm gonna, and he'd probably shoot me if I get this wrong, but I'm a, I thought he was 38. Okay, but I could be 30s, completely yeah. wrong. Yep, yep. I okay. love that he said, "Hey, he's getting longer, right?" With yeah. age, I'm thinking I have some hope. There's hope. Yeah, Chuck. Yeah, I'll say. Although we're elderly, what's yeah, Chuck? You and I are elderly. Hey, what's, uh, what's the workout uh, regimen like? Right. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's not what a golf specific. Yeah, but he is yep. a classy guy. <clears throat> so so gracious, so genuine with our uh, members that we pair him with, and um, really a great champion for Bobcat North Dakota. Absolutely. So uh, fantastic. Very I'm cool. glad he was able to join us on the show. Yeah. And I know, uh, you know, uh, with the setup that North Dakota Open had, it was a little different this year just with, you know, usually it is as firm as concrete and as fast as lightning out there. And with the recent rains and uh, just the course conditions were a little softer. There was something I, I thought about asking him right as I'm about to be hung up. But, uh, you know, that was uh, impressive playing from him out there. I mean, he, I think he went 66, 67. At least threw a 73 at him. Threw a 73. It was tough that last day. The wind started blowing a little bit. You were playing. So we should pause everything and say, hey, congratulations to you, Lucas. You didn't win, but I mean, you you made the cut. That's a tough cut. Yep. You, you only 22 in ties make the cut in the the Bobcat North Dakota Open on the professional side. We had 67 professionals play. And it's not as though you're out there grinding on the tour with these guys. You're teaching golf and club fitting and et cetera, et cetera. So congratulations. You. Yeah, you nice in the mix. Uh, you had it at four under at one point. You think if you yeah. could have kept that going, uh, you and Andre might have been, you could have talked about it in the final final pairing. We might have. I mean, I would have been, you know, I might. he might have been hitting into me. I think, uh, I don't know if, you know, six under two days in a row would have been in the in the cards just with the way I was playing. But yeah, I grew up around Fargo Country Club, and I think that was definitely a, a bonus for me was to have a little bit of course knowledge in there. I got the opportunity to play with uh, Nate Adams, a uh, senior on North Dakota State, and uh, the two new guys. We got uh, um, Max and, and Rylan. Rylan's a sophomore transfer, and Max is a freshman. And so to be able to kind of walk around with those guys, I mean, they use it for qualifying and, um, you know, having gone through it, you know, it's it's nice to be considered one of the old guys out there now. It's, you it's, are. It's fun. Thanks, Chuck. Yeah. Well, your final pairing was a great pairing. Uh, yeah. With Josh Persons, past amateur champion. Previous um, guest on the show. And That's Josh right. has been yeah, on the show, a lot show. of success. Uh, Jake Scarproot, a past amateur mm-hmm. champion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Gabe uh, uh, Benson, Benson. Yeah. Concordia player, play, had a great tournament. Great tournament. Yeah. He played really He's solid. Active he played well the uh, Cobber. He's yep. playing for the Cobbers now. Wow. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, it was a it was a great tournament all around, um, and I really really enjoyed it. And I think uh, I was kind of talking about it with uh, with people that were walking with me. I think as I aged out of it, now I realize that I'm not the recovery player I once was. So my my main goal this week was just to avoid as much trouble as I could. Could you know fairways and greens, and a lot of times I'm in taking three wood off the tee instead of hitting driver. I remember back in college going around. And it was hit driver everywhere, um, you know, hitting it on on one, two, um, hitting it on on nine, um, and then you're looking at sixteen and, and and thirteen and and all these different ones. And I mean, a lot of times this week, I just I took three wood because I could still advance it two hundred seventy yards and have a little longer in. But I wasn't if I missed it, I wasn't going to be in big big trouble. Sure. So, um, how about our amateur champion? Ian yeah. Simonich. Yeah. I, I will say North Dakota State Bison this this summer has just been on an absolute tear with the wins that they've had. Yep. And now to add the amateur amateur champion in North Dakota, because that too is not an easy title to win no. there. And it's interesting to note that because it's a North Dakota Open, I mean, it's an open championship. So these amateurs are playing with professionals. I mean, there's an added level of 
intimidation factor, right? I mean, you're playing with guys that do it for a living. Sure. Um, and uh, to pull it off like he did, I mean, that was – I watched it. He did not – he had a eight-foot putt on 18 to win, and yep. he drained it. Yep. I mean, that was stone cold right there. Yeah. yeah. Good, Good to see. Him. And the Bison represented themselves quite well. Yeah, I think four out of the top five. Yep, four out of the top five. I think they had five in the five or six in the top ten. I mean, that's wow. And I know it's a home course, uh, home course for for the Bison. But you know, uh, University of Minnesota had players. University of North Dakota had players, and the Gophers. I mean, that's that's good squad. Um, Solid. And certainly, they're not playing a home course. But um, you know, the Bison represented themselves very well. Very well. And and I had talked to Coach Steve Kennedy right after the tournament, and I think they. He's got some tough decisions making going into this year as far as who makes that final Another five squad on here. Yes. Yeah. And we should probably yeah. have him on again probably. to kind of dissect. Yep. But, you know, with I think every single one of those guys returning can go out and shoot 64. You know, they've all got the talent level, and I think the toughest decision is trying to figure out who Ooh. makes wow. who makes that first starting right. uh, five. And I know they're going down to Iowa next week already. Okay. So they've got Season a week. kicks off then? Or is yep, this a, yep. Okay. So it's um, – I think it's University of Iowa they're going down to. Such so it's good to see Jake Scarprood playing better. Yeah, and he played he really played really solid. well. So yeah. and talk about home, he's the he's the club champ at Fargo Country Club. Yes, so that, that was fun Josh, to play with him. Josh, yep. Yeah, I mean that was kind of a rematch for the ages there between the the two FCC members. So that was fun to fun to watch. And yeah, I never had anything. You know, Jake uh, Jake shot seventy, and um, I think Josh shot seventy three, and. You know, it, it's just it's fun to watch those guys play and to, to be in the mix. I didn't have it all click on Sunday, but I mean, it was uh, I made some great par saves that uh, I would not like to have over again. So I'm gonna hang my hat on those and say it could have been a lot worse on Sunday, but still made still made some money. So well, it's, work. it's a nice great job. tournament. Thanks for playing. Thank Congratulations yep. for your success and thanks for everyone that did play in that event. What a great uh, way to make an impact in the community. Uh, Bobcats, the corporate sponsor, the members of Fargo Country Club come together. And of course, the charity partner, the Village Family Service Center, uh, they they uh, they receive uh, quite a bit from this. So um, it's great well, to see that event come together. And congrats to you, Mark, on another, uh, what, 17 years that you said? I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think this is my 17th. 17th one successful maybe 18th yeah on the so, well done nope fun to be a part of it so. really really cool stuff um yeah we can just sit here and talk about it all day but i tell you what earlier this morning we record this on on tuesday earlier this morning at 9 a.m captain zach johnson released his Ryder cup captain's picks and uh gentlemen i tell you what i think we've got a full segment of talking about that coming up yeah we're going to talk about that after good. the break after the break there's a lot to a lot to a lot to to talk about dissect and i'm uh, i'm ready to get into it because i'm i'm pumped excellent so, on the other side of the break we got Ryder cup talk thanks again to andre metzger your 2023 north dakota open champ um and congrats to those guys that played in there best of luck to him and we'll catch you on the other side of the break we'll be right back this segment brought to you by sweet shots ladies league presented by neutral uh, this this uh this league starting in in two weeks two and a half weeks september 19th It'll be Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Grab uh, grab yourself a team of four ladies. Come on out. We're playing a scramble. Uh, each week we're competing for some uh, prizes, some season-long prizes uh, there as well. Uh, we're working with Neutral. We're going to get some drink samples going out. Um, it's our first ladies league with the sponsor, so I'm really excited about uh, getting them involved and, and making it as fun as possible. You're getting out of the house. You're playing golf with your friends. Um, and we're going to add a little bit of competition in there. So Sweet Shots Ladies League starting September 19th. Go to our website, sweetshots.com, to get signed up online. You and three other gals um, have yourself a great time here at Sweet Shots. It's a great it's a night. It's a fun night. It's a night out. Yep. It's yeah, a night blast. Out. Night out. So, again, Sweet Shots Ladies League gets signed up for that. But pivoting now to the big news of the day, the picks are in for the United States Ryder Cup team. And uh, we touched on it uh, last week about kind of what our, what our predictions were for who's going to make the team, the big question mark um, that kind of loomed over everyone's head. Um, but we'll, we'll jump right in. So Captain Jack, Zach Johnson, Jack Johnson. Zach Janssen. Zach Janssen. He makes the pick for the final six spots, and those guys are Sam Burns, Ricky Fowler, Brooks Kepka, Jordan Spieth, Colin Morikawa, and Justin yes. Thomas. Did you say Brooks? I did. Okay. And JT. JT does make the team. I, 
I thought he would. You did. You said that last you week. Did. You did send a text about that. Now, look, not all joking aside, this is mainly a joke, but um, yeah, I mean, you put Justin Thomas on there because we're going to Rome. We haven't won on the Europe soil since 1993, so if you're going to lose, you might as well lose big. That's that's my take that's on Justin Thomas. Terrible attitude. Do you think we're going to get pounded? <laughs> I do. I do. I hope not, but I do think uh, realistically, well, I think that we would. So be, those are the captain's picks, and then those that made it based off merit or play, right? Yep. Scotty Sheff, Wyndham Clark, Brian Harmon, Xander Shaffley, Patrick Cantley, and Max Homa. That's right. solid squad. It is, but you talk about, like we talked about last week, there's nobody hotter on the greens than Lucas Glover with the putting. And so... And, and I, I can't argue with that other than I think had he had a good showing this past weekend... Yeah, yeah. I think he, I think then Zach's got a tougher convert, tougher decision. But I think I think he was taking JT based on the interviews this morning and Zach's. You know, they go through, they do the player bio. What have they won? What have they done to get on the team? Yep. And based on Zach's interview this morning and Justin Thomas's, it seems like that pick to me was solely based on locker room morale. Sure. That's I, fair. I don't think it was very play based because I don't think you can make that call based on his recent performance. No, uh, but couldn't you have had JT as an associate captain bring him in and you still get that benefit in the locker room, more or less? I mean, I I, I look a guy like Keegan Bradley's off the team. A guy, uh, um, although you know, in the final standings, Justin Thomas is one spot ahead of Lucas Glover. Is he? JT's 15, Lucas Glover's 16. But that's it's multi-year points. You're right. You're right. And I think you got to go on recent form. But yeah. I, who do you, if you're so, Europe, who would you rather not play against? JT or Lucas Glover? Right now, Lucas Glover. I would rather play. Honestly, if I'm if I'm on Europe, I'm, I want to play Justin <laughs> Thomas because I'm going to make three birdies right away. Well, what I if he missed it too? What if he? What if Morikawa should have been out and and Glover should have been in? I'm with fine with that too. Right? I mean, Morikawa had a great Tour Championship. Yeah, I did. And he's been playing solid. So he's hot. Okay, so make sure so, he's on the team. So how about the? You got one live guy. Yeah, the only other argument you could make would be Bryson, and I would switch him out for JT. But I don't think Spieth would have let that happen as a captain's pick because <clears throat> I can almost guarantee you Zach Johnson's going to Spieth and goes, okay, who do you? You know, right? You, you guys, you and JT were you and JT were almost unstoppable at at whistling. Sure, you know, can you vouch for this guy? Okay. Now I was working a little theory that um, uh, Brian Harmon, his, his made perfect partner would be Lucas Glover because they, they both live on Sea Island together. I found that little oh. morsel. So it's like, and I, I think they both play Titleist. I forget that Brian Harmon's on the team. Brian yeah. Harmon's on the That's team. That's quiet. So who are you pairing right. Brian Harmon with? Well, it would know. have been it would have been Lucas Glover. They're buddies. Yeah. They play the same golf ball. Yeah, who do you pair I, him now with? I, you can't pair him with Brooks, I tell you that right now. Well, that's where I'm looking at Brooks. Who if you're the captain, if you're Zach, who are you putting Brooksy with? Um, Scheffler. Mm. And Scheffler can't make a putt. No. He, but T yeah. to Green, he's He's the best. He'll is, get you anywhere yeah. you need to go. He's the best. I like the Kepka chef. Yeah, I think earlier you said uh, Europe's pretty much going to run away with it, Zach or uh, Lucas. Yeah, I, I disagree. Ooh. When you, when you got the best golfer in the world in Scheffler, get him to the green. Yeah, anything can happen. No, I mean I can see that. But and then Brooks, you, he's a bulldog. But then you got Brooks, like my guy. then you got Wyndham Clark and Brian Harmon. I agree. I agree. I th- I think. We're set up to get our clocks cleaned. I mean, I mean, Victor Hovland right now. Yeah, he's single-handedly he's good. Yeah, he's gonna win all his matches. Rory. Yeah. I mean, they they're now. I think they're gonna have the same problem. I don't know. Do they have any live guys on their team? Well, they haven't announced uh, it, right? Not not right now. No, well, Hovland, Lowry, Fleetwood, Hatton, McElroy. Is that who you are anticipating? Yeah, I mean, so they they're basically so they've only got one or, or four confirmed. And McElroy, Rom, Hovland, and, and Hatton. This next week's big forum because they were going to get spots based on the world points and spots based on the European points, and that's going to be your six automatic. 
And the world points right now are between Tommy Fleetwood and Matt Fitzpatrick. So if Fitzpatrick plays this week and he's T7 or better, he wins that spot. Otherwise, it's Tommy Fleetwood automatically in. Then Europe, European points, Robert McIntyre has a has a healthy lead. So it's, it's almost guaranteed that Robert McIntyre's on there, which to me feels like a Brian Harmon pick. He doesn't scare me. No, I'm fine. I'm fine there. But that right now is the only name that in the top 10, you've got Roy, Rom, Hovland, Hat, Hatton, Fleetwood, Fitzpatrick, Straka, Shane Lowry, Justin Rose, Rob McIntyre. Mm-hmm. The only two that I'm like, eh. <clears throat> Are Justin Rose and Rob McIntyre because Justin Rose is way too nice. He's not. He's not a Justin match play Rose. kicker. You're right. He's not a so, match play killer. Okay. How about this angle? The last time they had the Ryder Cup, U.S. won nineteen to nine. Yep. On U.S. soil. Correct. That's a that's a whooping. That yep. is. They they um they had a name for it. Where was that at? Whistling. Whistling. Oh, that is that whistling. Mm. Nineteen nine. It was the youngest U.S. Ryder Cup team in history. They were hungry. They were hungry. So I'm just thinking now. Yes, we got a Wyndham Clark, Brian Harmon, and a Max Homa. They're new, right? Those are the new guys, the first timers. They've got four rookies. Yep. Who's the fourth? Burns. Okay. So in a 19-9 squad, ass whipping, we're throwing just four new guys. Eight were on there last time. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be a pound. I think you still you got the core guys that are still there, and I would say, uh, I mean, Sam Burns and Max Homa, they get playing. They're as good as anybody. They're good. They're Max good. Isn't it? How about do we know the golf course? Like, is this an iron? I have no golf idea. course. You yeah, said something well, about the I'm going to be set there. It up, right? I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show previous weeks, you but I'm going to actually be there just a couple times. They yeah. haven't asked me to play. Could be an alternate, but I'm a, so the the European tour had an event there this year, and yep. I tried to watch a little bit on TV. It it's it's not a uh, it's not like a it's in Italy. It's very hilly, it's a lot of undulation, like Augusta type ups and downs. Um, it's not heavily wooded. Well, and that's like it, it looked like it semi forgiving out the tee, and that like the landing areas look largish. But I think it's long grass. So, like, if you spray it, it's you're going to find yourself in long, wispy, fescue type grass. Okay. So, I my impression, and I think I read some. It's not a bomber's golf course. You I mean you got to, sure. and that's historically, I think, what Europe does to us, they, right? They, pick, they take right, that out facilities where, or yeah, courses where it's you got to hit fairways. Mm, so, to, if you're going to neutralize a D Shan and a DJ, back in the bombers, right, the bombers, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. Which aren't on our team. Right. So then, yeah, then you look at, okay, who does? You've got iron players, Colin Morikawa. Um, I mean, Wyndham Clark has got a great iron player. Scotty Scheffler, obviously. Yeah. Um, Ricky's been better. Yeah. I mean, I'm still not convinced that that the U.S. is going to run away with it. No, I agree. I think it's going to be closer, and I think U.S. has yeah. a... I think it'll be a tight match. How would you, right now, because we're a betting podcast, Yep. I saw the odds right now. U.S. is like minus 140. Mm-hmm. Um, Europe's plus 150, and a tie is plus uh, 1,200. Would you put money on a tie right now? Dang, yeah, I like that. I'll be in Vegas this weekend. I should look into that. You're going to Vegas? Leave Friday. Oh, man, we'll have to give them yeah. a couple dollars. Yep. Yep, you send oh. us some. Send us some. Uh, info yeah, I'd there, love that. Throw some money down. I mean, so I have a question. Can I, I back up a little bit? Sure. So the live guys, European live guys. Mm. What big names are not going to make the team for Europe that Poulter. normally would have been Ian Poulter? Oh, thank Our goodness! Nemesis. Get that guy out. Uh, well, there. the odds to How win just went way up because Paul Casey, Paul Casey, Poulter. Who else? Who else would yeah, be there? Who's usually oh. Garcia? Sergio, Sergio, he was always bubble. Though. He was he he got in there and he always a nemesis. You never want to play Sergio. No, he's old thorn. So there's side. a couple guys that you'd never want to play if you're a right. American Ryder Cup player. They're not there. No, but I tell you who I don't want to play right now, and it's Rom and Hovland. Oh, Rom, I'm not worried about Rom. I'm kind of worried about Rom. I'm not worried about Rom. He gets the Spanish boil, uh, blood boiling a little no. bit. I just, I get That's nightmares. my point. I he get gets the, the Spanish blood no. boiling. And I'm having up. nightmares right now of watching John Rom on hole 15 just absolutely double fist pump like, 
Yeah, there could be some of that. Just getting the crowd pumped up. I'm just terrified of that right now. You think so? Yes. So there's a few guys that aren't going to make the team from from Europe, Europe that would yeah. norm probably been in the mix. Well, and that's where that's where you got Justin Rose and Ma, uh, Rob McIntyre in the top ten world points for that. I yeah. think that's why they sneak in there. Yeah. So McIntyre in in placement of Sergio, I'd take that trade or a, or yes. a Poulter. Poulter yeah. and uh, I tell you the Rose other guy. Poulter. The other guy I'm sneaky worried about is Sepp Straka. That guy catches fire. Yeah. Well, all these guys are so good. I mean, if they if they get hot. And I think historically this event seems to come down to putting. <laughs> Whoever's got the hot putters. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry I'm laughing because I just thought of a hell of a U.S. pairing that would drive each other nuts. Kepka and Cantley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I might, I might be fisticuffs on the first game. <laughs> just pick it up. Just pick, pick it up. up. Hey, let's go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know what? There's some of that. If you're a captain, you need to understand. You know. So you have in conversations with guys outside the room and go, okay, which one of you guys is willing to play with Cantley? Yes, absolutely. The, the, human, the human rain delay. Because Cantley, Cantley was an automatic bit. He was. Right? He He's was in. in. Yep. Yeah, so there's not much he can do there. JT will take one for the team. And then Fowler and Speed will be partners. You can't, you can't split up. Because Spieth, I texted you guys this. Spieth, this was my prediction. I thought you were going to say you text Spieth. I should have. Okay. Uh, but that was my text this morning was Spieth will be JT's babysitter. Probably. You're n- probably not wrong. You mean off the course or? Both. I mean, yeah. it's going to be yeah. like JT has a bad round. Spieth's going to be in his room talking about, it's okay, buddy. We're going to get through. Here's what I predict with JT. The guy, I think he's going to perform. I think he's going to step up. Yep. I, I think, um, and I know. I hope so. Yeah. You, you yeah, saw him at 3M. You saw him. He's got some deficiencies with the putter. But I think at that level, those guys, it's a, it's a, it's in their, it's between their ears. He did say, I watched his interview this morning, and it was, <laughs> it was one of the more awkward interviews, not only because it was on Zoom, but because um, everybody was subtly implying that he shouldn't be there without telling him he shouldn't be there. You know, you know, defend why you're on the team, kind of deal. Um, and and JT made a good point. He said after after the Wyndham Championship, he put his clubs away for two weeks. The season was done. And he's in a different spot than some of these guys where he's hungry to get back at it. And a lot of these guys are kind of ready for the season to be done. They want their break. So okay. he's, he's in a different headspace. And personally, yeah, if you, if you hit the reset button and not touch your clubs for yep. two weeks, yep. you, you're coming back a different person. So I get that. But, uh, again, I, I lean on reason form. I don't think that uh, – so you take two weeks off, and the first thing back, you've got how many thousands of fans – yelling at you because you're an american on european soil bring it on that cannot be good for you so if, if you're lucas glover today right now what what are you thinking i am so mad but, i got robbed but i got robbed five weeks ago you weren't even on the radar no, for right, Ryder right. cup well but he yeah but he said too he's when he was asked they asked him you know do you want have you thought about Ryder cup he said yeah 15 minutes ago when i really want to be on the team sure. the guy really wanted to be on the team and it could have been said yeah, if he has a good week this last week at the at the champ, that uh, he makes it. Gets him in, yeah. So that's on him there. But there again, I mean, you look at, yeah, I, I just think he's there's there's hotter guys that you could Who, bring on the team. So Zach's the captain. Who are the co-captains? Have they? Has he announced like? I don't even know. Couples. Is Freddie back? Freddie in there? couples. Freddie he's got some. He's got uh, some experience. You're right. In, You're right. It is Freddie. I've heard Freddie yeah. do an interview because so, that yeah. plays into it when you think of team dynamics and who they want on. I was just thinking if Zach solely made this decision on his own, or if he partnered with his co-captain. Uh, he's got a lot of co-captains, yeah. and then he obviously, I think Tom Hoagie kind of alluded to it when he was here. Yeah, it's a good. He talks yeah. to the players that are going to yeah. be on the yeah. team. Who do you guys want in here? Yeah, your locker you know, room. Yep. And that's where, like, a guy like Tom Hoagie, if he's not in the top six. Yeah. And a guy like Lucas Glover, if you're not in the top six, yeah. you're probably not getting the call up. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. I'm sure there's a little good old boys. Sure. And that happened to Tom. Who was the match play guy that they chose instead of Tom? And he did not. For play President's well. Cup. Yeah. For President's uh, was Cup. Was it Harris English? No. It was oh, uh, the uh, little guy that plays well in the, in the match play in, in uh, Austin, Texas all the time. He plays really well. Mm, little guy. Little yeah. Guy. Smaller guy. He's won it. He's won that match play event multiple times. And they chose him for President's sure. Cup over Tom. But, I don't, okay. Anyways. Mm. I'm so I'm super pumped 
as it's getting as you closer be, and closer, you're going to be there. That I actually get to be at a Ryder Cup on foreign soil. You're going to rock a U.S. jersey. I I'm going to figure something out. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna. I don't know. You guys didn't even mention. It. I went full Ryder Cup gear today. I got my Ryder yeah, Cup. Yeah, it looks good. You need some gear. Yeah. You need a like a U.S. jersey. I got a Zach Parisi U.S. hockey jersey. It's not bad. It's a sweet jersey. That's not bad. It's good too. I got to come up with something. So uh, Jeff Drimmel, who's How about, the, sorry not to jump in right here. How about this? I saw a picture today. Somebody went tanning, <laughs> and they they blocked <laughs> off their chest with the stars and stripes. That's beautiful. Start that? now, Mark. That's a new level. Start now. That's you could do it. Level. Just get him, get him yep. out there. He's bare chested with the stars and stripes. Yep. Well, <laughs> I was going to say. So Jeff Dremel, the CEO of Minnesota Section, yep. our leader yep. as professionals, he's part of that Vikings group that shows up every year oh, yeah. at the Ryder Cup. Oh wow! And they wear the horns. horns? Big, I yeah. mean, they're pretty, they get a lot of TV time. That's awesome. He's part of that. Yes. He, not only part, he might be one of the coordinators of it. Yeah. I want to see you so, in the belly of the beast. I, I want to see I you right now chanting. Yeah. I wonder if it's too late to, A, get press credentials, B, end up with the the Vikings group. Well, they get their own jerseys. They got their get own jerseys, jerseys too, right? Yeah. I'm going to have to, I'll, I'll, I'm going to message him. But Can we do a podcast while you're abroad? Yes. And that's what I'm, t- I would, I think it'd be fun. Yep. Yep. Agreed. We'll interview maybe Brooksy. Yeah. Let me get one of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> just looking at the list of guys. I'm yeah, just, just thinking he would be the one that would jump in. Uh, say, sure, I'll do that. I want yeah, so right. you, before I leave, guys, would you just give me a list of priority who, who? you want me to yeah. interview? Just a list. Get him on the show. Kepka to to last. will be Brooks Rob McIntyre. That'll okay. be my last pick. Oh, you, we don't want to interview a European. What do you mean? We can chirp them, heckle, get in their head. I like it. Actually, it'd be hilarious. You remember like the old Dave Letterman deal when he'd yes. just send a report or, like, yes. into situations and just interview them? Just act like you know what you're doing. Yeah. I love Let it. Let me work on this. I've got a lot of other things to do, but I've got a little bit of time. And we're going to get away. you in to the Ryder Cup. Show up with that appearance right there. With Seriously. What? The microphone and the head to your, they're going to think you're somebody. And you're gonna have you're gonna get in the press yes. box. Yes, hundred percent. I'm gonna I'm gonna tr- I'm legit gonna try and get credentials through the through the PGA. I think it's late, but if you do, keep us in the loop because that's yeah. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure I'd share it with you. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be good. I wouldn't just spring it on you. Yeah, but thanks. We're we're looking forward uh, to it. It's gonna be it's gonna be so much fun. And so uh, talk about the the viewing experience at a Ryder Cup because I know when we went in 2016 at Hazeltine because this is completely different territory from a golf watching perspective if you're not in front of a tv because <laughs> there's only four groups out on the golf course and like yeah what, 30 30,000 30, people. people trying to yeah, watch hard. yeah how do you because i will say that's probably one of your strengths is watching golf tournaments live whether it's hazeltine whether it's obviously your 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 top tier is augusta you got that place figured out but how do you do the Ryder cup well, the Ryder Cup's tricky, but Hazeltine did a fantastic job with having large video monitors mm-hmm. on site, and then you wore headphones. You could buy them or rent them, and then you had your choice of the BBC telecast, the Golf Channel telecast, or I think you could listen to radio. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you could so you knew what was going on. So you were say that you wanted to be on the first tee. You could be on the first tee for the afternoon wave and watch the morning golf on the big screen. And you did. You knew what was going on. And if you were patient enough, you could be, you could be there for the afternoon tea times. It was a great experience. They did a well, nice job. Yeah. But you can't attend a Ryder Cup the way you'd probably attend a normal. Expectation expectations need to change. You're not going to be able to really walk around with a group because there's so many people on the golf course, and they'll yep. camp up. They'll camp out, and so you might have to leapfrog and go three or four holes ahead. And just be patient, listen or watch the event on the screens, and then be ready when those four groups come through. So I think that'll be our approach. We'll probably walk the whole golf course and just leapfrog groups and and watch as folks come through. I know we got lucky in 2016, like just dumb luck, because through your PGA credentials, got us into the PGA tent. And we were having, we did the deal. We got there early. We saw the first tee times go off. And then uh, we were just standing, standing room, didn't get in the stands. And then we went, got breakfast at the PGA tent, watched the early morning groups on the TV, 
And I remember this is a core memory for me because how could it not be? Yep. But uh, we're sitting there. I just picked an open table in front of a TV. We're from here to the camera away watching TV. And yep. sure enough, they start bringing out a, a podium. And then they bring out an easel and within an award that says 50 years of service. Thanks, Jack Nicholas. Yeah. I remember I turned to my buddy, Jake Beatty, and I go, that's not the Jack Nicholas, is it? That's a different Jack Nicholas. And then 10 minutes later, sure enough, the Jack Nicholas walks out, accepts this award, gives a big speech, yeah. and hangs around the tent afterwards. It's unbelievable. At you the Ryder Cup. Yeah. <clears throat> I have a photo of that. I'll get that I mean, on. Well, I'll get I that did, on. I have it so, as well. Yeah. I'm going to send it to Kylie. But that, that was a core Ryder Cup memory there. And then I think at the same can, time, did you guys go? Yeah. So can I jump guy? in? Yeah. yeah. You got to jump so in. So my, as a rookie at Ryder Cup, reached out to uh, to Mark with the credentials and and the know-how. He says, uh, yeah, you and Zach. So I brought my my youngest, Zach Johnson, not team captain, but. That'd be something. It would be. And we, we joined you and we got there early enough. Dad was with us. Yes. I don't know if you were there, LJ, or mm. not, but we sat in the grandstand waiting for the second wave of players to tee off, right? Yep. It was like an hour and a half. But it was so fun because you had the European cheer group and the U.S. cheer group. We're in the belly of the beast, and they're yeah. chanting back and forth. And like Mark said, they had the jumbotron going, so you could watch the play. Where what I was trying to find here, guys, there was two players that did not play in the second wave. And they came up into the grandstand, and they were fifteen feet from us. Can you name who the two players were? Oh, um, yep, I got one of them. I think there's irony here. So I know I got one of them. Okay. Say it. JT. And? I don't, I don't know, know the other Spieth? one. Zach Johnson. And it was Zach Johnson. JT and Zach Johnson were in the belly of the beast. So they may be bonded. With, with the U.S. team. And I got a picture oh. of them because they came out and my Zach and I got into the walkway where they had to go right by us. And I got I took a picture of Zach Johnson walking by Zach Johnson and JT's right behind him. So that would have been a hot take on why he was going to pick JT. They I were buddies. thought of that. They're, They're buddies. buddies. They bonded over a they, Ryder Cup moment. Yep, in the grandstand. I remember when they did, did that. I couldn't remember both yep, players. I was fine. Well, I was going to say, too, the other thing was, um, I think the other group, they weren't in the tent, but they were walking around. They saw the 80s Miracle Team and Mike Rizzo. Oh, yeah, we met uh, Who's the other one that was with them? Um, it was Rizzo and someone else. Rizzo, yeah. I, got, I actually stopped and was talked Was it Mark Johnson? I don't know if he was there or not. No, that's Dave Christian Slapshot. No, Davey Christian. I always get that wrong. Yeah, uh, UND product. Um, Chuck beat him in a match play event once. You beat an Olympic champion, Chuck. I did, and he was marking his ball with the gold medal. That was intimidating. (laughs) (laughs) That would be intimidating. I asked him. I'm like, why aren't you? I would have been so intimidated. Marking your golf ball with a gold medal. (laughs) Of course, the ribbon would be off of it. (laughs) Right? It would just be the medal. I'm going to need you to move that like three putter heads over. (laughs) Uh, That's good. But you beat him at least. That's good. I did. Um, Yeah, so that was, I mean, but yeah, you were were talking about watching the, I mean, watching the Ryder Cup, you get a lot of people, at least on American soil, that enjoy golf. So you got Jack Nicklaus and you got Michael Jordan was there. Um, That's right. Some Watching. of the wild hockey team was there. Wild hockey team yeah. was there. Matt Dumba, me and Jake Beatty ran into Matt yep, Dumba yep. in the tent. I go, hey, that's Matt Dumba. He's, he's a small guy. Hey, he wasn't not as big, big as oh, he's not think tall. he would be. Yep. I guess he's yeah. an ex-wild now. I think he's a coyote. That's true. He's, yeah, he's not one of us. But that's okay. <clears throat> so uh, how about, play, does DraftKings have, can you do Ryder Cup in DraftKings? That's a really good question. I don't recall. We've got we'll some time before. That. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Be interesting what, what they do for that. If they do. If they do. If they do. Yep. We'll research that. I don't know how they would, but. Mm. Okay, I found my pictures. Jesus. There's Michael Jordan. Hey, who's this guy? Yeah, we'll have to share some photos. I still, that's my. Right there. Cover photo. There's uh, Zach Johnson with JT right behind him. Wow. He looks like he's ready to take you out. Yeah, seriously. He might have been. Get out of the way, Chuck. <laughs> See that, though? So, so you know what I do have in a, a feather in my cap is I, I have beat the Ryder Cup champion at the North Dakota Open. Yeah. Full circle right here. F- full Say circle. Again. The Ryder Cup yeah. uh, captain, captain. Zach Johnson, who I'm looking at. One one year he uh, didn't make it out of the Monday qualifier, shot 78. Is that right? And so they sent him a refund check. We kept $100. This is before I was managing the event. <laughs> And uh, so he got $350 back. It was a $450 entry at that time. So he didn't get out of the Monday qualifier. The next year he made the cut. I happened to make the cut. And uh, 
happened to beat him that year. No way. Good yeah. for you. He was yeah, still cool. in his formative professional hey. years. <laughs> uh, when you run into him abroad, you should bring that story. I'm gonna, up. yeah, I'm gonna bring up the Fargo Country Club. Hey, by the way, you remember Fargo Country Club, North Dakota Open? Well, I mean, it's uh, guys, we got. I mean, it's fun. Still got a couple weeks. I know next week uh, the fourth. So right before we record, they're gonna come out with the European picks, um, and we'll have a, at least a for sure deal. We can talk about matchups and and what we think those will look like then. Um, but until then, we've got a full U.S. team, um, kind of like we said, kind of the good old boys club. I think the the vibes in the locker room, they're going for high vibes across the pond is kind of my professional take on that. Yep. I don't know that recent form is going to be huge in that. Well, I predict Mark's going to be celebrating champagne baths with the U.S. team afterwards. That's what I'm seeing. That'd be impressive. <laughs> I think, yeah. I'm he just going to go in there and be bear hugging. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to act like I've been there before. I'm going to just, yep. uh, yep. yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, anything else you guys need to add into this? Nope. Fantastic time for golf. Get out and play. Courses are in great shape yet. Um, September, this end of end of August, beginning of September, great time to play. Fun Sweet enough. shots. It, it, we are popping. It yeah. seems like everything's blast. coming together now. The college kids are back. Yep. We got People great are, specials. Yep. Great hey, specials. How about those beer towers? Unbelievable beer those. towers. 100 ounces. 100 ounces of beer gets yep. set down right at your table. Yep. With a golf ball. Yep. With a big golf ball. Yeah. Yep. You got to come right. out and see That's it. Check fun. it out. They're just fun. Um, yeah. Get on out. Uh, get yourself. The patio's still cranking. I mean, patio beers in the fall. There's, I don't know that there's anything better than that. That's right. You got fall golf. We've got stuff starting up here. We've got the Ryder Cup coming up. I mean, what a time. What a time to be alive. It's fun. Anything else? Nope. That's it. That's it. Nice Thanks work, again to, uh, to Andre Metzger for joining. Um, best of luck to him moving forward. We've got Ryder Cup. We've got more on that next week. Um, no DraftKings this week, but... Uh, Anyway, best of luck to everyone uh, moving forward. So thanks again for listening. We're going to catch you next time.